Okay, welcome Scott to No Excuses Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. So this is episode number 18. So numbers are growing really high. Um, welcome to the show. Um, and I want to say actually thank you for coming on to the show because way back you were the guy who inspired me. Um, many years ago you, you helped me lose weight and pushed me through with my level two gym instructor. So I wouldn't be in this position today hadn't it been for you, Scott. Um, so thank you. Um, and then just for, for the viewers, um, just give a wee brief, brief intro of who you are and what you do, Scott. So my name is Scott McCutcheon and I work for the Glasgow Fitness Advisor and I've worked in the fitness industry now for um, over 20 years as gym instructors, class coaches, personal trainer and at the moment I'm a Live Active Advisor in partnership with Glasgow Life and the NHS. So I deal with referrals um, from doctors, physios, mental health practitioners, and uh, cardiac rehab. And it's just to kind of get people on a, a better path of being more physically active and mm. changing their lifestyle. And so I've been doing that role now for about uh, five years. Um, mm, good, good. Are you enjoying that role, Scott? Yeah, yeah, it's good to... It's good to help people make change, definitely. Yeah, so we're, we're obviously we're here today to hear about Scott's uh, journey. And we're going to go way back. We're going to go back to your school years. Um, so what kind of sport and activities were you involved in back then? So starting off, my, my passion was always athletics. And growing up, it was always, um, I grew up on like, Guys that won for Christie, Carol Lewis, um, an American athlete called Steve Prefontaine. Um, probably 99% of people have never heard of this athlete. And inspirational, his, his philosophy, everything for running was, um, if he was running maybe like a 50 back, he wanted to be the guy who led the race from the start to the finish. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Um, so, People that went for Christie, their mentality as well, and Carol Lewis, phenomenal athlete. So I'm really interested in athletics. So I competed in a lot of athletics when I was younger, and I represented like my school and Glasgow schools, and we just did a lot across country. Everything I kind of, I kind of like doing all kind of athletic sports. Um, sports day was brilliant. I loved sports days. It was everything I wanted to do: the hundred meters, the two hundred meters, the long jump across country, everything and even at a young age and my dad was a, a Royal Marine so kind of got brought up a lot we've been active and we walked everywhere and no buses a, a bus was a treat that was like a, if you felt like you are going a day out if you are going on a bus <laughs> and so we, we just used to walk everywhere and this, um, a lot of time spent in parks and things like that there and being physically active and so for a young age, it's always been normal to me. And even through school, and through school, uh, I joined the football team. I wasn't very good at it. And my school had a, a gym in it for weights. And so the only reason you could enter the weights if you joined the rugby team. So again, I wasn't interested in rugby, so I had to join the rugby team. Nah, good. So it's always, so always been kind of, the all aspects of fitness. Yeah, no, good, good, Scott. And then growing up, did you, did you find 
any challenges um, growing up with sporting? Again, injuries, things, things like that there. And when I was about 14, 15, and I damaged my neck badly and I had to wear a collar in my neck for like three to four years. And I cracked one of the bones in my spine. And yeah. back, nowadays you wouldn't put a collar on you, but back then it was kind of stuff like I was wearing a collar, going to school, etc. It really, really set me back quite a lot. And mm-hmm. even to this day, I've still got a lot of um, pain through about my neck. And injuries again, when I was younger, playing football, put my kneecap around the back of my leg. And so that was kind of what, but I never really used setbacks were always kind of a good way to analyse things and I used, I used to use a setback as a, a, a attempt to reflect and say this is what I, this is what I want to be in a couple of months time what I change and I mean I remember um, I got to hospital after having knee surgery and I'm I think I'm something like maybe like 18 at the time and I'm getting my mum to climb back doing dumbbell presses yeah and they should watch more. And uh-huh. then, so I've never really, I've always had the kind of, I've hit my, I've been like that, if I, can't use, if I can't use my legs now, I'll be doing my upper body lying in bed. Nah, good, good. And then for yourself, Scott, what does fitness mean to you? Stability, I mean, fitness is, um, keeps me sane, kind of things. It's all people say, it's, um, it gives me structure and feel a hundred times better if I've done a workout and teach teaches discipline and and when it's days outside when it's raining, snow and you just go up and go. Yeah. Um, it's a part it's a it's a part of my life fitness to me is just the same as brushing my teeth and going to work and eating my dinner. It's something I've got to do. Yeah. I mean I've got to and, I've got to do this again five, six, seven times a week. Nah, good. And then, so, obviously you touched on your uh, fitness routine. So, what's your current fitness routine that you're doing just now, Scott? In the room, kind of basically doing like a, a typical bodybuilding split. Um, it's like a five-day split routine, kind of, your standard kind of bodybuilding routine, like a legs day, chest day, arm day, shoulder day. And kind of one like legs day kind of. Um, sometimes I'll do maybe I'll add a jogging that is maybe like a, a 5k, 10k jogging and I try to get walking every single day and walk 10,000 steps oh fantastic so um, I, I do that every day I do it every day as well ah good so you've got you've got your structure with your you, you know you're, you're getting outside you're getting fresh air and obviously that's it's definitely good for your mental health um, would you say? Oh, definitely. Get out, outdoors is brilliant. I mean, if you can do as much of your training outdoors as you can, it's, it's, I mean, the benefits of your mental health outside and fresh air, getting green space, green space is even better as well. And even doing things like forest walks and things like that, there, yeah. it's phenomenal for your mental health, definitely. And um, walking walking's good as well. I mean, it's. It's better than walking a treadmill. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, and then, obviously, you know, would you say that 
it's more beneficial that the gyms have reopened for everyone's mental health, you know, rather than the gyms being closed. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and understand when they had the close for like COVID reasons, but and I'm at the gym now. And you, I was off the gym for maybe about over a year, and I stayed away for a year. I trained at home quite a lot. So, and I mean, going back to going back to what we did last year when it came about, and I'm like, what am I going to do? The gym's closed, but my brain just started. I said. Improvise, you just go take a look about you when you've got it. And I was actually jogging in my garden for an hour. <laughs> I, I, was, I was getting that dizzy. I was jogging around a circle for one hour. I must wow. have done about 10,000 laps in my garden. Every so often I had to turn direction to stop getting dizzy. And I never had a lot of kit at home. And so I had to look at things like my wheelie bins, getting my two wheelie bins together for doing dips. Yeah. And my daughter's swing the garden. I was using that for doing chin-ups. Anything, anything I could improvise, I was, and to try and keep fit during that. Yeah. Um, but the, but the, gyms are, the gyms are so important for your mental health, definitely. And no, good. And then the so, benefits people get from going to gym. Yeah. And then, so would you say, Scott, that obviously... Um, pre-COVID compared to post-COVID, would you say you're probably in a, a better state of fitness or would you just say you're more or less the same? Um, it's, hard, it's hard to judge. I mean, I do a lot more walking now because um, during, lock, during lockdowns and things like that, I mean, the gyms were closed and there was nothing much to do. So I used to get a lot of walker. Walk for an hour to kind of just to give your own sanity kind of things, and yeah, so probably I walk a lot more and now than I did before COVID things like that. And my fitness is it's hard to tell because my fitness changes all the time, just depends yeah. on my goals. I'm no, always kind of yeah. changing my goals all the time, but no, fantastic. And I was actually just going to come on to that point about do you track your, your own fitness goals, um, Scott? Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Um, sometimes I track my goals. I can cause more damage because I, I get competitive. And yeah. for instance, if I'm marked down last week, I've done this and done that there, then I won't leave the gym until I've actually squeezed that one more rep. And sometimes you're younger, that's fine. But when you start getting a bit older, you end up doing. <laughs> <laughs> you done ten squats. You done ten squats a certain weight last week. This week you've got to do a loving is so sometimes it's and yeah. um, a lot of times just kind of like instinct training I'll do. So um I'm gonna train my chest, but I'll just train what's available and um, machine wise and some days I maybe do high reps, some days I'll do low reps, some days I'll gun change the tempo, lift a lot more slower. So but definitely if you want to make progression, you've got to track things on hundred percent and I mean Muscles, muscles won't grow unless, again, you give it a new stimulant. Yeah. Um, it's just your cardiovascular fitness as well. Um, you, won't get, you won't get fit unless you track it, then analyse it and constantly try and improve it. Yeah, and obviously, speaking to you um, for the last 10, 15 minutes, Scott, um, I've got a good understanding that you've got a structure, you know, every day. Um, you're, you're 
you know, you're going, you're walking and you're, you're going to the gym. Um, but do you have any bad habits within the gym, you would say? Um, probably quite unsociable, probably. Probably yeah. sometimes, a lot of times I'm in the gym, I just want to be, I'm in the zone and I'm not really, sometimes, one for chatting. Yeah, I just yeah. kind of like, I just kind of like to be in the gym and kind of go on to things and, um, Years ago, I used to be in the gym for a couple of hours and things like that there. And, and years ago, I used to go to the gym. Sometimes I was at the gym three times a day. And I was, a, I mean, I'm still a fitness addict, but and years ago, it was really bad. And yeah. I ended up, I also ended up in the hospital because of it. And, and they'd done a lot of blood tests and there were a lot of muscle breakdown in my blood. It was just basically too much and I had to cut back my training. And yeah. to hear, um, here basically the hospital tell me I had to actually cut back to maybe like three or four sessions a week. And and I'm like, this is, this is basically what I'm telling me this is like the end of the world. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I like three or four sessions a day. <laughs> and oh, I totally get that. I think so, I'm in. When you go it's, an, it's an addiction. It's an addiction. And, and so now it's kind of, the gym is. Um, Probably just don't, don't really kind of talk too much people in the gym, just kind of get on there. Yeah. Um, I'm quite kind of in the gym money about gym etiquette. Um, see, see if I see people like no waiting to machines or not putting their dumbbells back. Yeah. It's, it seems like they're stealing candy for me. Aye. I get kind of annoyed. And yeah. Even though I worked as a gym instructor, um, my shift partners used to laugh and be like, why are you taking things personal? But I'm like, I need to put the I've need to put the 10 kilo dumbbells back the 10 kilo rack. I'm they feel like they're stealing candy for me. <laughs> feel it affecting me. <laughs> and then so if I was to say to you, Scott, what's your favourite exercise to do? What would that be? It's a hard one because or or we could narrow it down and put it as a bodyweight exercise. What would your favourite bodyweight exercise be? And Probably it's hard one because I mean because I do like a like a, a bro split, so I'm probably doing about maybe twenty five different exercises every week and um, probably something like a, an incline bench press. Yeah, incline bench press is one I like doing probably the most. Yeah, I'd say so. No, good. And then if you were to go to a class like an FT class and the instructor was to give you your worst exercise, what would that be? Um, burpees probably burpees <laughs> probably <laughs> so it's quite funny because out of all the the you know the podcasts that I've done so far so obviously you're number 18 I think maybe I've had three or four people say burpees are their favourite exercise so there is a trend starting there Scott <laughs> um, I think I think probably because burpees because I'm doing my body I'm doing do exercise and do something like burpees, doing them fast and everything in the is dead slow, like slow and control, but then you're doing a second. Yeah. Um, and then if I was to say, what's your, what, so obviously you go into the gym and you, you zone out, Scott. So what type of music do you listen to?
You there, Scott? I just can't hear you, sorry. Ah, sorry, it was a connection there. So, um, what type of music do you listen to in the gym when you're training? Ah, right, okay, Scott. Um, you are you're breaking up a wee bit. Um, there. Um, I caught a wee bit of that. Um, right. So, what would your worst type of music that would really demotivate you? Probably chart music. Than any chart ah, music. Than chart music. Um, ah, chart music. Get me to sleep. <laughs> okay. Um, so, what's the what's your best memory of your fitness journey so far? Um, probably the first time I completed a, a half marathon. Probably that's probably one of the best ones. The kind of the feeling for. Um, that's probably one of the best ones. Nah, when, when was that, Scott? Early two thousand, something like that. Early 2000s, good. Have you done, Mid 2000. And have you done more running since then? No, I had, I had to stop because I ended up getting another knee injury as well and I got another money operated on. So it kind of set me back. And a lot of times when I go jogging nowadays, it's it's not my cardiovascular fitness that lets me down. It's my basically my joint pain yeah, yeah. Um, from my knee. And so that's the reason why I've got to cut back my running because... I was training to go from the half marathons up to the full marathons because um, running was always my passion before um, bodybuilding. Yeah. Um, but when something sets you back, you just kind of, I just say to myself, well, if I can't do that anymore, let's change to some other kind of other kind of sport, something like that I like doing. Nah, definitely. And then what's the best compliment you've ever received in your fitness journey? Um. Also, I don't know because I'm not really. I can't or, really. or, you know, obviously you help a lot of people within um, Glasgow Life, um, yeah, especially I, the referral scheme. Just when, I, just when I see people make lifestyle changes, it's definitely that helps me. I mean, I never had a personal training client before who lost like um, 65 kilos in body weight and changed their whole lifestyle roundabout. And yeah. I mean, if we, can, if we can change one person, then we hope for that person can change somebody else. And Because and, if you can change one person, that person may be able to, to change your family beliefs. Yeah. Um, so maybe if you're, you've got a client who's in their 30s, 40s, um, if you can change your beliefs, they maybe take that back home and change your family beliefs, and that can lead on to another generation. So um, sometimes you don't know how powerful it is when we change people's perceptions of things. Um, I've always believed in educating people as much as I can when it comes to health and fitness. Yeah. Um, even even I do a lot of personal training, it was it was never about getting some big good work. It was always about educating people why you want to live a more healthy lifestyle, and why to be exercise, why to be what eat healthy, what yeah. benefits do we get from things, and no, and totally. set them on the path. 
No, fantastic. And then what's the one thing for yourself that you would like to achieve within the next year, within your journey? Um, the next year? Again, I can't, I'm not really, can't really think that, I can't really think anything. Yeah. At the moment, it's just basically stay injury free. I'd probably just say stay injury yeah. free. That's probably, I mean, I've not really got a kind of goal now, but the main thing is staying injury free. I definitely, because like, injuries are setbacks sometimes. No, definitely, Scott. And sometimes with injuries, you need to reevaluate your training, what you yeah. were talking about earlier, um, and just mix it up. Um, but before we um, finish up, where can people find you online? And obviously, I know you, you run a supplement business as well. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm on, I'm on Facebook as Scott McCutcheon and through Glasgow Life as well. I'm at Glasgow Life as well at the Emirates Arena and as well. And I'm again personal trainer as well for the Glasgow Club as well. No, good. It's hard and to fit time in nowadays with, with children. I'd, I, I don't do as much personal training as I use it, so I'm very, very limited what I do now due to yeah. family. No, good. And would you say, obviously, with working life and then family, um, you've got the balance now, Scott? Um, with your training as well? Yeah, I mean, training sometimes now, sometimes you do go older and you get busy, you've got to train smarter. And I mean, I've just got to kind of train based on my lifestyle. I mean, I couldn't train to be a powerlifter now because if I'm in the gym for 45, 50 minutes, I couldn't, I couldn't get a gym and just do five sets. Um, so yeah. my goal yeah. nowadays is just to get in there and maybe do 20 sets and exercises, rest maybe 30, 45 seconds between sets and in and out. And just got to kind of go where kind of when I can fit time in nowadays. But if it means I've got to go to the gym at six o'clock in the morning and or go at nine o'clock at night, so be it. You've got to, yeah. do you mean, as long as, as long as I've got to get it in. No, definitely. I totally agree with that. Um, I think I'm a bit like yourself, Scott. I'm a bit of a gym addict now as well <laughs> with all the classes and going to the gym. Um, so before we round up, have you got any questions you would like to ask me? Um, just to kind of say to people, um, fitness is about finding something you like doing. Um, I speak to a lot of people day in, day out, and a lot of times people are mad because they went and tried something they've never liked done. And so I always say to somebody, Keep on, keep on looking for something. Um, your thing could be anything. It could be going walks. It could be going um, kayaking. It could be swimming. It could be rollerblading. It could be anything. It, it, it doesn't have to be about going to a gym and doing cycling and on treadmill. Your thing could be anything. It's, um, phys- that many different aspects of physical activity. I mean, and sometimes you've got to evaluate your, your life as well and to say, well, um, I mean, at the moment, um, there are things going on, maybe beat the streets, um, it's a thing with the schools. Right. Um, so, so, on the lampposts in like Glasgow and Lanarkshire, um, they've got kind of like wee machines and you beat them, then you get, you get points and you win prizes for your school. So, I've been doing quite a lot of that with my daughter at the moment. So, we're out walking, we're out walking every single night for like an hour. 
um, maybe for like an hour, an hour doing maybe 10 lampposts and beat, then you've got to walk maybe like a quarter of a mile to the next one. But again, it's, it's physical activity. So it's things like that, it's just good. Um, so it's finding, what you, it's finding what you like doing. Um, another thing is, you know, just probably the topic of mental health, um, which is a, a very important thing. It's just for people to talk about it. And during lockdown, it was hard for a lot of people. And during lockdown, it floored me. I mean, and I'm a 16 stone guy, and mental health floored me. And if it wasn't for one of my friends, and I've been a lot more darker place. But um, so people should talk about it. And male, female, young or old, and yeah, totally. definitely because it's um, there are a lot has happened in the world now, and a lot of people's got a lot of concerns. And even if it is just talking to somebody and it's supporting people, because sometimes you don't realise the power of just talking to somebody. What benefits yeah. you get from it? Yeah, so that's that's the reason why I kind of started this podcast as well, Scott, and is because I thought I need to have a different vision, a different view, a different angle of fitness because everybody's yeah. on a different pathway. Where we start, you know, how how we we got where we are today, you know, who's helped us along the way, what challenges we've faced, you know. So I'm going to continue this podcast as long as I can, just to engage with many different people along this path. Definitely. I mean, everybody's got a story. Everybody can learn from each other. Yeah. Um, but they can all take inspiration from each other. No, definitely. Um, but it's been absolutely fantastic to have my my, my own um, inspirational character. Um, thank you. On this morning. Um, but thank you very much, Scott. It's been a pleasure. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, Scott.